Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the post week 12, I believe, Jack Canninghorn's podcast. That's correct, um, partner. Jack, always um, it's a blessing to be in your presence to do this pod with you. Um, just two professionals chopping it up. Jack, what kind of horn are you canning tonight? That was a uh, very pleasant intro, partner. Thank you. Um, we're back to our roots, baby. We got more solid gold. We got some over the holidays. Took this it guy off. bleeds solid gold. <laughs> I mean, shit. I have solid gold Take blood. Take it easy. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't. I I took, you know, the old 24 rack over to the in-laws for Thanksgiving. Uh, we oh, didn't go right. through them all. He's a big um, two-hearted ale guy. So he's got... You, you he, brought him back after taking him to the in-laws? Yeah, I brought some back. Uh, about half, but I'm fine with it because you know now I got brewskis for for pod night. Um, yep. So so we're good. What about you, partner? Uh, I got a Coors banquet. I go to. <laughs> I mean, you bleed uh, Coors banquet, man. <laughs> Was I drinking this on last pod? The, your last like the last like three pods. It's always been bang. It's been a banquet year, man. Is it? Oh gosh. <laughs> I, I guess this is the really the only beer I buy for like. To keep in my fridge, like if I'm, I don't think I've ever ordered a banquet from like a bar. So it actually makes sense now that you say that. Yeah. Um. All right, enough beer talk, Jack. Let's get into football. Let's think. Actually, Jack, trade deadline. There's a little bit of drama in the group. Me, a little bit of confusion. Uh, we did already record our interviews where we discussed it. Um. So I don't want to spend too much time at all on it, Jack. I know you had a trade. You know, yeah. Let's talk, you know, give, give me a little recap on that, and then kind of trades for everybody else this year too. Yeah. So first, I was hoping the trade deadline would be like you know, like the NFL trade deadline or the NBA trade de- deadline, where people are just you know, trades are firing off left and right. Complete opposite of that. Pretty quiet. Um, I just like trading, just for trading sake. I think it's fun. Um, and Clay and I made a trade. It was I traded Pierce and Lazard for Debo and Singletary. Um, originally I tried to get Waddle, but I think Clay was pretty gung-ho on holding him. And then he actually offered me, uh, Debo and Singletary for just Pierce straight up. Um, and then he, I said yes, and he started getting cold feet. So I threw in the guard who I was never gonna, never gonna, uh, play there. Um, I don't really know how I feel. I think in the end of the day, I was getting off of Pierce. I didn't want him anymore, despite being my sixth round keeper, but I was thinking about this year. Uh, and I think Clay felt pretty much the same about uh, Debo over there. Oh, um, he wanted to get rid of Debo, dude. He was he was like a little mini D Kirk with those Debo trades. Yeah, those I, were flying out left and right to everybody in the league. Yeah, he didn't, I, he didn't want Debo anymore. No, he didn't. So I mean, I I kind of sensed that when he packaged him and Singletary for just Pierce. Um, but to me, I, I you know if Debo's healthy, I think his upside is way higher than. Uh, Pierce there in my flex spot, and uh, you're going to have to score in the playoffs. So uh, I was thinking upside there, just need him to be healthy. Uh, also, Elijah Mitchell is out now, and I think that might increase his carries uh, a little bit again. So uh, hoping he can get in the ground game a little bit more. Um, I wouldn't say I was ever targeting Debo, but just kind of fell into my lap, and uh, overall still don't know how I feel about the trade. No, the guy is so injury-prone. I could see why uh, Clay was willing to toss him out. Yeah. Also, I think Clay probably made a mental commitment to playing Lockett in his flex going forward. So he's like, 
I'm never going to play Debo, so let me ditch him for the highest, you know, whatever, the best player I possibly can. Yeah. Turns out that's Dam- Damian Pierce, who's currently at the worst stretch of his you know, year since becoming the starter, but nonetheless, decent trade overall. Um, speaking of trades, Jack, what do the numbers look like uh, cumulatively for, for all the different yeah, uh, GMs so this year? As a, as a data-driven podcast, we went and uh, got some numbers for, for number of trades over the year. Um, so it actually kind of fell one, two, three, four, five, six, seven here. So with one trade each uh, over the entire year, Scotty and Reggie, um, which I think this year were opposite ends of the spectrum as far as commitment level goes. I felt like Scotty was just kind of out of it, not really involved, engaged. Reggie, on the other hand, very engaged, uh, you know, seven days a week talking fantasy football. Um, so it was interesting to see that Reggie only made one trade this year despite having four really good wide receivers, lack of running backs, didn't make a move. Um, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, I actually, Scotty and I were in trade talks in the car right over to the reunion um, over Thanksgiving. Um, couldn't, couldn't quite reach a deal in the six-minute car ride. Um, <laughs> I didn't get the sense from Scotty that he was, you know, not engaged. He, he did a fair evaluation of the, of the trade and turned it down. I think he maybe admitted a little bit he hasn't been dialed in this year. Um, but as far as Reggie not making a move, interesting. You know, thinking that Cremont is going to be good enough in the playoffs, I think I mentioned it to him, playoff Cream Hunt's not a playoff guy. He's not a playoff caliber player. Not somebody you're going to have confidence throwing into your lineup when it matters the most. So I'm surprised he didn't make a move earlier. He made a a commitment to Hunt at some point mentally and decided to write him out. But I think that's maybe his downfall this year, but probably much less important than Cooper Cup getting hurt, which I think has kind kind of tanked his team. But nonetheless, Reggie's not a big trader, Jack, and the numbers back that up. Yeah, would be interesting to see how many trades he made last year. I just I don't recall Reg being a, a trader, but uh, had a had a good opportunity to. Uh, side note: Diggs just scored a touchdown, so killer for Wemby, and even a bigger killer for SP there. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, speaking we'll of SP, we're. Uh, back to trades two on the year uh, SP and Kehoe only made two trades each this year uh, I know I traded once with SP and his other one he brought up on the podcast with his um, Tony for Zeke trade so overall not not a terrible year of trades I think he probably ended up even or, or on top there Kehoe I feel like is pretty active in the in the trade market um, only two this year I think he made one with Lane and and uh, his buddy Sam there so uh, only two trades out of those two uh, three trades this year commission D dog uh, I feel like they're always pretty active on the trade wire as well yeah, uh, high trade activity Um only to see three, I guess, you know, probably their their floor. But D-Dog didn't make a lot, you know, after his team kind of went on a L2, L3 there and he sensed elimination. And I, th- I think he, he kind of checked out as well a little bit. I'll, I'll say this about D-Dog, and he's, getting, he's 
he's much deserving of the criticism he receives on this podcast. But I'll compliment him here. Once his team was pretty much eliminated, he didn't do any sort of shady stuff. And the, the bar is so low for D-Dog, it would have not have shocked me at all to see some kind of questionable trades come through. Um, and there was none of that. You know, he realized he was he's out of it and didn't. I know, like, I was trying to trade for Chubb. There was other things, and he didn't feel great about even doing a trade because he, he knew he wasn't going to make playoffs. So yeah. I'll give him credit there. Yep, I, I agree because I was trying to get some players off of him as well. Uh, this week, and he was like, no, I'm not going to just trade for trade's sake or anything, and um, you know, he was going to want Adams in return, and he knew I wasn't going to give him that and blow up my roster or anything, so uh, shocking from a guy who would pick up waivers, um, you know, when it eliminated yeah. from the playoffs, but hey, to each his own. Um, with four trades, so we're starting to get into some high activity here. Uh, Phil and Carl um, so I feel like, you know, Carl always is, is making calculated moves. I feel like we say that every year, uh, and always does a good job of improving his team. Uh, I don't really recall any of Carl's trades outside of getting Derrick Henry. Um, that was the, the big yeah, one for big him one. this year. So it must've been some, some minor ones. And, um, I know Phil made a couple last week as well, or two weeks ago, kind of dealing with me and SP at the same time. Um, but you know, good good engagement there. Yep, no comments. Uh, good engagement. Number five, Ben. I feel like you're very active with uh, waiver pickups and trades here. Always, you know, movement is, is life. Um, so a lot of activity there. Five trades this year. What were your final thoughts on all your trades? Yeah, I'd say overall, I think it was maybe even a low trade year for me. Uh, I kind of, these last couple of weeks, started to finally round out, a, I thought, a, a roster with a little bit of depth. Didn't feel like making any more moves. Probably had less injuries, I guess, maybe. That's why I didn't make any trades. Not sure. Um, my best trade was, was getting Amari Cooper from D. Kirk for DJ Moore, essentially. So that was that was nice. But that's that's it. Yeah, that, looking back, that is a, a nice snag. I was so wrong about Cooper this year. I thought he was kind of be buns with uh, with Jacoby, but ended up being a stud. Now he gets Deshaun. So interesting to see how, how that goes. Uh, six trades on the year, Wemby and Lane. Um, so, you know, not surprised by Wemby. When you're in bumper watch, you are, I mean, it's, right. it's week to week, making trades as much as you can to just boost your, your week right there. Um, and then Lane, uh, active this year on the trades. I feel like he's usually pretty active, but uh, a big number, six trades. Um, traded, I mean, I would like to see where his starting roster was compared to now, but uh, probably pretty pretty resurfaced there. Um, and then I actually led the league in trades with seven. Um, so Ooh. high activity. Um Always just was looking to improve, I think, overall. I mean, obviously, the the A.J. Dillon for JT spearheaded a lot of that. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I just like trading. I think it's fun. So, seven, though. So, a lot, uh, lot of trades on my end, a lot of activity. Um, so, just, just, some, well just some data out there for everyone to, just to hear the number. Yeah, good stuff. 
All right, partner. Well, we'll go uh, to week yeah, 12 let's talk here. About, let's talk about week 12 a little bit, Jack, before we look at the playoff pick. Week 12, let's just run through these matchups. Uh, I took down Brothermon, uh, high-scoring matchup, 105-118. I don't think there's really much to dive into there. Uh, yeah. Patriots Country took down D. Kirk. Um, by a wide margin, Pacers country is rocking and rolling. Love his squad. He put up 119. Um, he, he's he's put together a formidable team over there. Uh, Tallahassee kind of walks over Wemby. Josh Jacobs is worth mentioning. 48 points. That was one of Lane's trades this year. Uh, he made a bet on Jacobs, and we got to give him credit there. Really good call. He's been crushing. Contract year. Yeah. I mean, I thought they didn't like the guy. Like, interesting. Anyways, really good really good move by Lane. Uh, sitting at 7'5", 140 points is nice for the point total, too, um, which it could, could come down to. Uh, Jack, you took down Phil. 104 for you. Uh, good, A good outing. Solid outing, I would say. Um, your studs kind of led the way, Lamar and Eckler, and you kind of uh, put the coffin or put the nail in the coffin for Phil. Uh, he's now at five and seven, kind of close the door on his playoff hopes, at least in my eyes, Jack. So um, you kind of can hold that over him. I don't know if you were texting him at all this week. Uh, yeah, I was still trying to get Amon Ra off of him. But uh, yeah, I think he realized um, Eckler, he had a, a game winning touchdown and I was projected to lose essentially all day. And uh, him and Devontae kind of had a nice last drive each capped by an Eckler score to make it look wider of a margin than what it was. Um, but, yeah, kind of ended uh, Phil's season right there. Sorry, Phil. Not really. Um, and I just wanted to mention in, in your matchup against Brotherman, I mean, that put Brotherman on an L4 and down to 6-6 six and six and, and in the hunt right now, like just to even make the playoffs after – you know, being the the top dog for for quite some time, um, so that that's uh, a little concerning over there in Brother Man HQ. Yeah, I mean the L four is is has to be concerning from him from a momentum standpoint. Definitely, you know, going into the playoffs, I um, he's probably even a little bit worried about making the playoffs. Um, from my seat, I think I think he's fine. He has a ton of points. He's he's got more points than like the next four teams ahead of him. So as long as he can get to seven wins, and I think he will by beating Wemby this week, he'll be okay. But um, the momentum is not there. I mean, L four is is um, impressively bad. Um, the most interesting matchups of the week, Jack, in my eyes, were the final two here. The first one being. SP versus Scott in the Heffern Bowl. I mean, Scott had a horrible year this year, but he came to play when it came to the Heffern Bowl. Uh, wins by two points. Uh, were you watching that matchup at all, Jack? I don't, I'm not sure if it came down to a, I, you know, a late, late player or anything like that. Yeah, I was not. Um, but Murray, Connor, and Hopkins, I know that the Cardinals were like the late Sunday afternoon slate, and they all scored. Um, despite Hegby putting up a, a goose egg in the tight end spot, um, 
still managed to squeak out a two-point victory over over SP. So that was that was kind of crazy. Um, yeah, and then lastly, speaking of two-point victories, uh, actually this one was three points. Muertos just outplayed Reggie there. Uh, Reggie couldn't get. Well, he was down I nineteen. Reggie to win this week, dude. I yeah, needed Reggie. You did for the buy for sure. And he only needed 19 points between McCaffrey and A.J. Brown. Uh, and Carl was done. Um, and couldn't get it done. McCaffrey had a nice week at 6.9. A.J. Brown only got 10.6 there. So uh, not enough. And it doesn't quite lock Reggie into the playoffs yet. He still has to sweat it out and, and earn a victory against uh, LLC this week. Yeah, let's let's think about the playoffs, Jack. Um, it's that time of the year, so let's start from the top with kind of the locks, and let's throw in a little bonus here, Jack, because as our listeners remember, I'm sure we did a little comparison. I think was it our first pod, Jack? Yeah, it was the, the preseason pod. The preseason pod, we compared every GM to an NFL team or a couple actually to an NBA team. With with their with their uh, who we thought they they most embodied, so let's check back in on that. You know how correct were we? We are, you know, I would say our award winning algorithm is performed exceptionally well this year. Yep. You know how did how did we perform with with our predictions as well? So let's start with with uh, the top of uh, the playoffs here, or at least the people that. Um, are, are locked in to make it, kind of competing for the bye. Um, the yeah. Nuts, I find myself in number one. Not sure how. I still think I have like this um, mediocre team. But Jalen Hurts, Travis Kelsey, you know, that's that's probably the answer right there. Um, Jack, who was the preseason team comparison for the Nuts? Yeah. Uh, just a reminder, partner, I picked you preseason to win it all so you might just be you might be a team of destiny this year um yeah you're locked in we had you as the ravens uh you were calculated disciplined uh previous winner always in the hunt uh update we're we were spot on with that one uh ravens leading the division um they're in the playoffs right now i'd say pretty comfortably uh so we're gonna chalk that up as a win um, next we had Muertos and, and the order that we're going on, this is not our power rankings. This is just a playoff picture right mm-hmm. now, standings. Uh, he's locked into the playoffs as well. Uh, we compared him to the Broncos where he's won in the past. Uh, then they got Peyton one again and back on the map with Russ, uh, big swing and a miss here. Um, Broncos suck. Russ has actually become like my least favorite not only NFL player, but just like athlete. Like he is such a douchebag. I just like can't stand him, man. I, I I mean, all the memes and stuff are funny. Like I love the, you know, on Twitter you see like when Russ starts cooking and it's just like a picture of just like the worst meal in the world. But uh, that was uh, that was a miss on our end. Carl's not the Broncos. Jack, which was a worse trade, Rudy Gobert or Russell Wilson? Uh, I mean, it's gotta be Russell Wilson. I mean, I know Gobert's bad. I actually picked him in our FanDuel lineup, uh, two nights ago and he had like zero rebounds at half with, with Towns out. Um, so that was bad, but I mean, dude, I think their, their points per game right now is like historically bad. Like, I think it's the worst since 2000 or something like that. 
So, right. yeah. Um, yeah, rust not cooking, not great. Um, that was a that was a miss on our end. Miss, but Carl on the other hand locked in for playoffs. Uh, n- number three in the playoff picture, Jack. It's yourself, Papa Partner. Only um, one team right now. Your your playoff status is feeling confident. You're competing for the bye. Um, on the outside looking in for the bye, but certainly competing. Um, we called you the Dolphins, Jack. We called you the Dolphins because you've had great teams in the past. You know, no rings. You know, Marino never got that ring. But you were trending in the right direction. And the Dolphins have been extremely impressive this year. Surprised a ton of people. And so has your fantasy squad, Jack. Yep. Um, I don't think anyone would have put you here um, to be, you know, number one throughout the majority of the year. Really good squad um, right now. So we were spot on with that. Spot on. Because um, you're safely in the playoffs. Well done. Thank you. Thank you, partner. And good job, boss, on that one. Uh, next, we have Kehoe. Status, one more should do it. One more will get him in. Um, we compared him to the Eagles. Random ship. Have had good seasons. They've had bad seasons. Looking promising this year. Newsflash, we're spot on again with this one. Um, obviously, yeah. Eagles have been you know, probably the one of the top two to three teams in the NFL. Um, both are looking just great at the moment both playoff bound. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's championship or, or bust for, for both of those teams right there. Yeah. Kehoe, Kehoe's had a, a fantastic year. I think the comparison preseason to the Eagles was a great call by us because a is all about his business, dude. And the Eagles have, have kind of had that attitude as well. Yeah. Um, one so more I think, note on, I think we nailed it. Yeah, one more note on Kehoe and, and just the, the trade. I should have brought this up earlier, but Kehoe and I every year make one big trade. Like we always trade either our first or second round players to each other. Um, but I think Kehoe just liked his roster and didn't feel the need to really make a trade um, after he got CD, and, and that never happened this year. So a little disappointed, but uh, I get it, man. I get it. Yeah, I was, you know, I was, I was waiting to see that trade come through. I know it's your guys' thing. I thought you were going to say that, so that's why I wanted to bring it up real quick. Tough that tradition was broke. Yeah. Um, Jack, okay, who's who's after Keo here? We got Reggie. Um, again, one more should do it for him uh, to get to that eight mark. Uh, he was one of the two NBA teams, the Suns. Uh, tough past. A lot of good recent success, regular season success, typically one seed uh, during the regular season, but uh, not a lot of playoff success there. Um, And again, spot on here with this one. Suns are doing great. They're actually first in the West. They're going to be in the playoffs. Uh, Probably so will Reggie. Kind of common comparison, though, CP3 and Cup both hurt right now. Um, You know, again, in the playoffs, but will they actually win it all? Uh, you know, we, we don't, we can't say yes or no for sure, but history would tell us no. Is there any chance that cup comes back or is he done? Um, they never ruled him out for season, but I mean, they're going to be eliminated. They're going to shut down Stafford. They're not going to bring cup back. Like there's just no way. Right. So, yeah. Um, Suns is a great call because, Reggie's had a fantastic year. He's been like probably, I don't know if he's even slipped out of the top five, Jack, of power rankings. 
Suns, I think, are 14 and 6 right now, cruising. But once they get to the playoffs, um, there is something that they just haven't shown in the past that everybody's just waiting to see in order to, to put them as a, a tier one type team. Yeah. So I think that, that comparison remains spot on. All right, next, I can handle this one. We have Tallahassee. Tallahassee loves in that seven and five um, playoff status. One more should do it, but has to play uh, DMAL week 14. Uh, this week gets a matchup against Scotty, so certainly winnable. Our preseason comparison was the Giants. Um, little caveat, we said Giants, if they're two Super Bowl wins, were runner-ups. Yeah. Uh, because Lane loves getting to the finals in fantasy football, but not winning. Um, overall, just a really bad uh, record. But he gets in the playoffs, and that guy makes runs. Okay? He's dangerous once he gets there. Yep. And update, pretty spot on. Uh, Giants <laughs> have seven wins at the moment. So does Lane. Um, both should go to playoffs. I mean, actually, Giants in real life might miss it. But nonetheless, I've had a solid year. Um, yeah, they're really in. not that good. Um, the Giants aren't. Yeah. But both 7-4 yeah, and four or 7-5 right now. So at, at the present moment. At the present moment, on. Jack, I think I think our comparison is, is spot on. So we'll, we'll check that one off as, uh, as a good comparison as well. Yeah. Off to a, uh, a hot start here, partner, with our our predictions, or comparisons, I should say. Uh, next, we have Brothamon, uh, who we mentioned is on an L4 right now, down to 6-6 six and six status. What happened? Um, you know, I, I He's think, cold, man. He's cold. He's cold, but, uh, you know, Diggs just scored uh, earlier, and Josh Allen just threw another one. So I think he'll end up being all right, um, spoiling some stuff here. But uh, preseason team comparison, the Bears. Uh Good tradition, loves football, just not great. Um, we were we were wrong on this one, partner. Uh, the Bears stink again, so we were right about that. Uh, both have a fun QB, you know, Fields and, and Josh Allen. Um, but Clay should make the playoffs, unlike the Bears. Uh, a good bounce-back year for Clay. Uh, if Clay misses the playoffs, though, we would change this to spot on because um, that would be a, a classic Bears move right there to just tank and, and choke like that. But... Uh, I think he'll be good, and this is going to be a miss. If yeah, I think I think we missed on this one. If Clay misses playoffs, it would be a historical choke because um, he would, that would put him on an L six essentially. Because if he gets to seven wins, he's going to make it because he's going to have the points. Yeah, um, it's 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 a scary thought playing his team in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, um, I, it's a little bit of recency bias here, but going up against Diggs and Allen is just miserable. Um, those guys can can just connect for like a combined easily like 55, 60 points, right? Yeah. So I don't want to see Clay in the playoffs. Is, is all I'm gonna say. Totally agree. I mean, that's like the ultimate stack right there. I mean, it's got to be. I mean, actually, up there with probably Mahomes and Kelsey, if you could get that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, super, super good stack. Wouldn't want to go against that. I agree. All right. Um, that was quite six and six. Next we have SPLC. 
Um, he is also six and six. He needs to win out. We don't need to talk about his playoff chances anymore. Because we talk about it in our interview. We compared him to the Steelers because plenty of success in the past on a little bit of a two-year hangover right now. Um, they're kind of just getting by, uh, but definitely still respectable. Um, definitely not a cakewalk, um, but just on a little bit of uh, a decline. And update, I'd say we're about 50-50 on this. Um, unlikely that either of them uh, make the playoffs, but SP has gone by, and he's probably done better than what the Steelers have done this year, Jack. Would you agree? Yeah, he's at least uh, 500 at the moment. Um, yeah, a little, little better performance than the Steelers, but but pretty close. So we're going to chalk this up one, this one up as a, uh, as a 50-50 there. Um, yeah, that's fair. Next, we got Raw Dog. Uh, status needs a miracle. Um, really does. <laughs> I mean, he needs to go 2-0. He needs to score like 150 each week and just go off. Um, and probably a lot of chips to fall his way. Uh, preseason team comparison. We went with his squad, the Cowboys. All hype, no pipe, no playoff success. Um, we were 50-50 on this one again because we were right that Phil is all hype, no pipe. But the Cowboys this year are legit pipe. Um, they look really good. I think they threaten the Eagles the most uh, in the NFC to, to reach the Super Bowl. I actually think they're probably better. Um, Micah Parsons is just freaking cool. I like him. And <laughs> so good. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, we're pretty close. We were right with uh, Phil there and and his success for this year, but the Cowboys just kind of threw us for a loop there and being really good. Yep, yep, we'll say, we'll say that's a 50-50. Um, next one, we got D-Dog. D-Dog is sitting, wait, is, yeah, okay, this is fine. We got D-Dog. Um, this isn't playoff picture, right? Because Scotty actually has more wins than D-Dog right now. Yeah, this um, one is D-Dog, a little flip-flops, but. Uh, D-Dog is sitting at three and nine, and he's eliminated from playoffs. His preseason team comparison was the Pats, multiple championships, consistently making playoffs. Nobody likes them. Um, best days are behind him, though. And update, we missed that. Patriots are good again. At least they have a good defense. Um, D-Dog, terrible defense. Most points allowed. Um, has some real, real um, self-reflecting that he needs to do this offseason, um, how he can get better. This is this is my takeaway for D Dog for the season, Jack. He is lucky he's not sweating about being bumper. That guy's team being having three wins, that guy should be sweating. Should he be. should be extremely worried about getting bumper right now. I think bumper last year, Jack, had like five wins. Yeah, it was four or five um, for sure. Yeah, he should he should be extremely worried. We're just having a historically poor bumper year this year with with Wemby just running away with it, that D-Dog doesn't need to worry. And I, I don't think it's right. I don't think it's fair. D-Dog should be concerned right now. That's why I like my bumper bowl idea. Bottom four teams play for a bumper bowl. Losers advance. Um, D-Dog should be worried right now. Instead, he's just chilling, probably worried about his practice leagues. It's not right. Yeah, I'm all on board for the bumper bowl. 
been on board because I've constructed some great teams by the end of the year um, to avoid bumper, scored some good points, but uh, still ended up. But yeah, five and nine last year was Cold Snacks. Another great team name. Um, Cold was Snacks, bumper. great name. Yeah, you were actually five and nine was, as well, so partner. You, but yeah, so you was five wins bumper. Yeah, that's unreal, dude. That means D Kirk would have to win out to even equal the number of wins that bumper was last year. Yep, caught a break. Caught a break. Uh, I agree, though. Maybe that'll be on the ballot next year, Bumper Bowl. That would be fun, though. Like, I I really think it would be fun, like, following that. Jackie, I'm going to stop talking about it, but this is the last thing I'll say about Bumper Bowl. It prevents any bad trades, too, by people eliminated eliminated for playoffs, but before the trade deadline hits. Yeah. Why would, you know, D. Kirk could have theoretically made a shitty trade, and what were we going to do about it? You know, the trade deadline hadn't passed yet. So... If you're in the bumper bowl, you still have incentive to compete and make good trades because you know you're going to have to still win games come week 15. Agreed. And Sam would still have incentive to continue to try. I mean, I know he did for a while. I think at this point he accepted his fate. Um, but, I mean, yep. I yeah, it and would this, still give this, him a chance. And bumper bowl, we're going to have to do it by paper. Like, obviously, the ESPN system isn't going to allow for it. But, yeah. hey, it's like everybody, like Lane – reiterated on his podcast this is the greatest league in america i think that was what he said best league ever lines. let's make it the best so, league ever so why not do a little bit of extra work yeah. i'm okay with it yeah i agree we we've got kehoe to uh maybe put this on a spreadsheet he's really good at excel docs he can do it yeah found that out that's some cool stuff <laughs> um jack who's who's next here next we got scotty uh eliminated as a status um, actually, I think there's a 1% chance, uh, according to ESPN, but we're going to call him eliminated. Um, preseason team comparison was Seattle Seahawks. Up and down organization, good few years stretch. Um, got a win in there, got a Super Bowl title in there. Um, update, miss. Um, this was a close one, though. Um, you know, Seahawks actually kind of got us being good this year. I thought that, you know, they would have been bad. Um, which would have made this a, a hit, but it wasn't. Um, just a, overall, just a down year though for Scotty. Um, you know, like you mentioned, you had that conversation with him. Not as engaged. I was a little uh, far out there to say he was just disengaged all year. Um, just not as engaged as usual from from Scotty. So down year there for the uh, Retardinals. Yeah, I I'll say um, I had two preseason bets, Jack, on teams. For the NFL, yep. one was on the Seahawks and one was on the Eagles. My Eagles bet was the, for them to be the longest undefeated team, and that one hit. My other bet, Seahawks, worst record in the NFL this year. Safe to say that was a big swing in the miss. Um, it's kind of similar how we missed on this comparison here with, with Scott. Um, interesting year for Scott, one that was certainly forgettable and probably not worth talking about anymore. Yep, we'll move on. Last and least, Wemby, um, Mr. Bumper, he's got some options for Bumper this year. He can, I forget what they were, he can look back in the group text, but... He's going to um, donate, he do, he's going to donate money. He, yeah, I think it's double the entry fee, so it's not a cheap donation. Um, and was that a donation to the winner's choice? No, I think their choice. I could be uh, wrong, though. We could uh, go look. And also, I think it was just, three, not just, but still 350 bucks, so not quite double the entry fee. Okay. 
Uh, I think some people pushed for 500, but that's a pretty okay. large chunk. Gotcha. So we had uh, compared uh, Sam to the Spurs, not too flashy, but a championship organization. Um, spot on. Jack, spot on. Spurs suck this year, bottom of the barrel. Um, probably going to get the first pick in the NBA draft, which means they were the worst team the previous means year. They are on Wemby Watch. Wemby Watch is literally what the Spurs are doing. That's the name of Sam's team. Uh, I mean, that was our best call. Um, I think call. that was our best call. Save our best for last there. So final tally, Jack, how many of our preseason predictions were kind of correct and which and how many did we miss? Yeah, so um, we did have quick disclaimer here. We had two 50-50s there. Uh, because we had two, we added one to each, a spot on and a miss. Um, so final tally, seven for spot on and five misses there. So... Over 50% will take it. Some close ones, too. Uh, some swing boats that went not our way. Um, but overall, just a fun exercise. I think we did well in, in year one of this. Jack, our um, award-winning algorithm and us have been dialed in this year. I hate yeah. to, to toot our own horn, but, I mean, we're, we're clicking on all cylinders. Yeah, it's a good. It's just all that. It's because we're consistent with our, our liquids that we're drinking during this, our horns, man. <laughs> You got so your banquets, jot, I got my golds, hey, and we just, that that is the oil in our engine, baby. Jot that down for next year. Make sure <laughs> we're drinking the same drink all year. Uh, all right, Jack. I mean, this is probably like the second to last podcast of the year, right? Yeah. If, right? Because we'll probably do, we don't really do it in the playoffs. Once the playoffs hit, there's really not much to talk about. Yeah, not everyone um, listens. I don't even know if D-Dog will listen to that. I bet he will. Hopefully. Uh, but yeah, D-Dog, I mean, I, I know people check out, which is fair. No, once, once my team's out, I'm done. Yeah. Like, I guarantee Phil's not listening to this pod anymore. Scott's not listening. Like, um, and honestly, probably no one is because it's going to be a really long one at this point. <laughs> but what, what are the power rankings, Jack? Uh, this is probably the second to last power rankings of the year. Second to last power rankings. Um, you know, obviously this is better than the, the sweaty subpar uh podcast rankings or, or whatever they do over there um you know just copy and pasting standings it's embarrassing but uh week 12 rankings here post week 12 um after week 10 muertos was number one he's gonna hold the number one spot still um Fair. hasn't done anything to law lo- you know lose that ranking uh matter of fact he might even be getting jamar chase back this week um so I think Muertos, um, you know, despite coming off a 75-point performance, still on a dub seven or six, one of the two, um, and has, has held on to that number one spot in the power rankings. Uh, right on his heels, though, is you, partner. Very hot as well. I think you're the one on the dub six. Um, most points for, you know, the, the, the subpar podcast mentioned, you know, you had no chance at the at the first round bye. Um here you are, you know, in, in control of your own destiny right now with that. So I think you got a good chance to, you know, get the bye and, and continue to win it with the, the Kelsey and, and Hertz lineup right there. Um, and then number three, you know, one of the hottest teams in the league, one of the best starting lineups um, is, what is it now? Pacers country, let's ride. Kehoe, kind of on a tear right now. Stevenson, Walker have turned out great for him picked up cd in a trade obviously as jj uh still so really solid team i think herbert's going to come along as well the end of the year and 
do not want to see him in the playoffs. No. I mean, that guy's on a tear. What is he on a W what? Just a W1 right I, now. I don't know how, okay. but uh, I think he had a lot of players on by the previous week. Mm-hmm. But, took uh, a week off. Took Carl's a week on off. a W7. We just yeah. need to mention that. That's impressive. Um, all right, so that's, that's Let's Ride, making the move up to number three. Nice jump there. Jack, you're consistent. It's a theme for you this year, consistency. Yeah, we Number four that. is where you were last time we spoke. It's where you are right now, according to the algorithm. Um, poised for a nice playoff run, Jack. You've done a great job this year, um, and you know that. Number five, <laughs> Tallahassee making a jump. Um, Tallahassee, Josh Jacobs is crushing. Uh, great trade by by Lane. Um, we've, we've definitely given him his respect, I think, of, of late, and he deserves it. He's, he's moving up in the power rankings. Still has some work to do. He's not a lock for the playoffs, but he's in a really good spot. And then number six, Jack, the biggest faller we have is Reggie. This is this is because of Cup. You know, at the end of the day, it's Cup was his engine, and it broke down. It's it's unfortunate. Injuries are, are definitely a part of the game. You could probably point out, like, hey, what could this guy have done differently and, and, and name a couple things. But the, it's all irrelevant at the end of the day when your best player gets hurt. Um, so, unfortunate, but... The algorithm doesn't like his chances going forward. Yeah. Uh, I still would have liked Reggie to make a trade for a running back. Um, you know, what could have been. But uh, at the end of the day, you're you're right. Cup, losing him, losing the best player is just uh, not much you can do to recover from that. Um, number seven, we actually have LLC making a little jump into the final playoff spot in the power rankings. Um you know, obviously at six and six, been an up and down year, kind of a, a poor roster management decision to have his three best players on bye in week 14. Um, but overall, you know, he lost the Heffern Bowl, still had a good week at 107 or something like that. So a tough loss. Um, but, you know, I think he actually does have a, a solid roster now and made a good trade with Phil. Um, so sitting there at seven, number eight. Outside of Wemby, longest losing streak right now, L4 for Brothermon. Um, still think he's safe in the playoffs, should beat Wemby this week. Um, but what's going on in the in the locker room there? You know, are some some past demons coming up and, uh, you know, he's kind of battling those. But uh, I think he'll figure it out. To, you know, Wemby couldn't have come at a better time for him um, and just a perfect time to, you know, kind of re recalibrate for the, the playoffs here. Um, yeah. Any any thoughts? No, that's that's fair. Sorry, continue. <laughs> You're good. Uh, <laughs> then number nine, we got old Raw Dog. Um, kind of squashed his chances. Uh, this past week, I mean, he would have to go two and zero. A lot of things, you know, go his way. So he's not eliminated. Um, but you know, like we said, he needs a miracle. Um, I do love Amon Ra. Love saying his name. Great, great player up there in Detroit. Um, and I just... You do love saying his name. It's a fun name, Amon Ra. Like, I don't know. But uh, I just think uh, it's just kind of time has run out there for, for Raw Dog. Kind of uh, lost his chance there. But best of luck, Phil. Root for your Cowboys now and best of luck in your practice league. Yeah. Uh, D-Dog, number 10. Um, just not, not his year from any standpoint. Our algorithm... 
was spot on with D-Dog all year. Um, knew he was a fraud. He tried to make some moves. Um, he still has good running backs, but just not, not the roster you need um, to be in the playoffs. I'll say this. He, he does uh, have a decent number of points, so he, but his defense was terrible. Um, one and four on the road. He's on an L5 losing streak. Um, he just didn't bring it this year, Jack. Simple as that. Yeah. Uh, number I mean, 11. Oh, go ahead. Just a quick thought on, on D-Dog. Um, he's going to continuously say his points against were bad, which they were by a significant margin. But let's not let that mask he was 10th out of 12th in uh, points for. So just not his year. But uh, we'll, we'll hear that points against excuse all, all offseason uh, from D-Dog. But I'm not going to show him any pity. Next we have uh, Scott. So the two people that um, are involved with D Kirk's like draft bracket or draft kit, draft kit, uh, draft kit are ten and eleven. So some work to do on that draft kit in the off season too. And number twelve, we got Wemby. Uh, no surprise to finish things up. Um. Yeah. I mean that that about wraps it up there, partner. Nothing. Uh, nothing yeah, to really comment there at the end. Do you think we'll do another pod after week 14? A little playoff preview, maybe? or? Uh, yeah, I mean, we might as well. Uh, we could do a quick one. Probably no no interview or anything unless we someone wants to, to hop on. Just because I feel like we won't okay. have a lot of listeners. But, um, yeah, may, might be it might be the last pod. I don't know. We don't know. Hopefully Jack, not. It's been a hell of a season, man. It's yeah. been a hell of a season. I mean, best podcast year ever? Probably. S- season 6? Now what we're on? Season six, wrapping up almost. Okay. Well, I, I think we'll probably do another one. If not, Jack, um, it's, it's truly a, a pleasure working with a professional like yourself. Um, best of luck in the playoffs. If I if I don't win, I, I actually do hope it's you. And I, I mean that. I, I mean that. Okay? I, I appreciate that, that partner. If I win, I will drink a banquet in your honor because of that. So. Oh. So, uh, I thought you said you're, I thought you were going to say you're going to buy me some banquets with all your winnings. But, well, I guess no. you know what? I will. <laughs> no, no I'll buy it for, I'll more, buy man. it for myself. <laughs> How about that? They're like eight dollars. So, like, you <laughs> can buy me a six pack for 24. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. All right, partner. Well, uh, yeah, best of luck to you as well. You're, you're locked in and it's going to be a, a fun playoff. But yeah, we'll, we'll see each other in two weeks. All righty, man. Good luck. All right, we have Sean Heffer and Mr. SPLLC for the interview tonight. SP, how are we doing, sir? I'm doing great, partner. Great talking to you, Papa Partner and uh, the Nuts. Glad to glad to be on the podcast. We're excited to have you. Um, what's what's up? What's a compliment SP on his name though? Before Jack, sorry to cut you off already. SP, great team name. You know, this these were established early in the season, so we never got to compliment you, you know, over the podcast. So well done with the name. I think you had the strongest name this year. So good job. Yeah, uh, thank you, partners. I appreciate that. Jack has saying my uh, my name's praises as well. Um, I think I'm going to keep it for a while. I like switching it up, but uh, yeah, it's a hell of a name. Might have yeah. established a brand over there. I know. Right, exactly. uh, I was dying laughing from the get-go on it and uh, have continued the narrative with it all year. So, 
SPLLC, well done. Uh, what is new with you? What's a, a life update? Well, um, secondly, I'd like to point out my uh, favorite. That's not mine. It's Tallahassee Love. Hell of a name. Um, <laughs> but what's new for me, um, I've seen a lot of uh, fellow GMs over the last few months. So it's been fun. I've seen Ben, uh, Clay, Dylan in Chicago. I saw DK, Lane in Indy. Uh, I saw Keo at a strip club. Um, <laughs> So Scotty of Thanksgiving, so uh, you know, on the boys, it's been good. It's been good to catch up, and then I went to the high school reunion um, last weekend. Hell of a time! Scotty was killing it. I'd say he was the MVP. Uh, talked to every single girl there. Just told them that they look great. <laughs> hey, you look great. <laughs> remember, remember Brianna Stolman? She looks great. Like, you remember her twin? Like, dude, I don't know who that is. <laughs> I have no idea who that is. <laughs> Good for him, though. Yeah. So, um, yeah, life, life's good. Was uh, was the reunion a good time? It, um, so we had a pregame, and it was awesome. You know, me, Ben, Phil. I forgot to mention Phil. Uh, Scotty Hughes. So, like, catching up with the core guys was fun, and then the reunion was like it was okay. Uh, you just see a bunch of people that don't really need to see like like teeters like like andrew fuller um beth larson like it's just like the most random people and you're like oh hey like great to see ya it's not great to see i don't give a shit about you yeah exactly and i know ben i think he felt the same way yeah i um i got stuck in multiple conversations with like people with significant others of like Beth Larson's husband. Like I wasn't even friends with Beth Larson, <laughs> let alone like hanging out with her husband for like 30 minutes at least. Uh, um, sounds awful. But it, yeah, overall, no, it, it was actually like, it was fun. I don't even know how long we were there SB, but it went by very quickly. So I think that's yeah. just, when you look back on it, that's a sign that you, I actually had a good time. Yeah. And then we ended up, ben, I think you went to the casino, right? Yeah. I went to the casino. You guys went to Woody's. Woody's, but Woody's was at capacity, so we went to Nippers, and then even more people were there. Like Ethan Schmally had a Bitcoin hat and just kept pushing Bitcoin on me. <laughs> Jimmy Herman was like the most Jackson White. There was just even more characters. I I left quickly after, but Scotty and Josh Knox, like right in the time of their lives, uh, and Cody Rumpel. Uh, <laughs> Cody Rumpel. They kept on partying. That's hilarious. Those are some just funny names hearing them. Cody Rumpel, Teeters. I would say the, maybe the most memorable part for me was, and and this honestly makes me cringe. I don't even like thinking about this. But the fact that somebody proposed during the, in the middle of the bar during the reunion, like thought that would be a good idea. And it was, the guy that proposed wasn't even in our class. He was proposing to somebody that like was in our class like who who ever thought that was a good idea dude it was so awkward i can't believe that happened um but i I won't forget that who who got proposed to i mean dude i didn't i didn't know her sp did you see it i know i i didn't Uh, know her no one knows her and then i guess her parents were like outside of the restaurant and popped in the bushes after her but everyone's like who was that (laughs) they they didn't go to our high school Uh, that's funny though speaking of of scotty sp heffern bowl this year oh for two can we uh can we elaborate on that a little bit what happened 
Yeah, you know, it, it's things. Um, the problem is, as a business, you don't focus week to week. You do long view, and uh, as a GM, I need to refocus my team on big rivalries and get back to weeks. Um, so it hurt. Two of his wins, two of his four wins, are against me, um, which is embarrassing. He has a bad team, but if we're going to look in the past, which I don't think we should, I think we should look towards the future and, and uh, playoffs and who will make playoffs, who may make playoffs and who's already out. Um, the past was, you know, me winning the Super Bowl three years ago, but I don't think we need to go that far back. <laughs> I don't think we need to go to last week. I think we should focus on the future. Um, qu- quick question, because uh, there's a recent name change for, for Scotty to the Retardinals, which is quite funny. Um, but after you lost to him, are you now, you know, Retarded. <laughs> Was that how you understood his name? <laughs> Is it not that? I thought it was the trademark rules. I don't think I don't think that's it. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> Maybe I'm the retardinal. <laughs> no, dude, you're for sure right. Uh, no, but uh, there's something called retard strength. And he got me with a sucker punch. <laughs> all right, that's fair. All right, uh, yeah, fair enough. So, all right. so then, you know that's that's a heifer bull. I'm gonna new, new team next year. We'll be ready to roll. Um, you mentioned earlier that uh, you were looking long term this year, and not week to week. But when we look at your roster and where you're at now, long term. Week 14, you have your three best player on buys. So where is the, the long-term strategy there? Right. So once again, maybe too far long-term. I'm thinking about keepers, and I'm thinking uh, about the finals, okay? <laughs> finals, I need, J- I need JT, I need Aaron Jones. And then Drake London may be a keeper next year. He may get cut by the Falcons. Um, blunder, definitely definitely blunders with my trades. Um I guess we'll get into trade gate now. A lot of people have been talking about it. Uh, Shefty reached out to me. Clay Morrison, Kamish, set a trade deadline, first time ever, and the time he chooses to do it is at 1 p.m. Eastern time. <laughs> On a Wednesday. On a Wednesday. I mean, Bill and Mallory, that was 9 a.m. for him. So that was uh, time change discrimination. Yeah, um, a little bit. And also, football guy, everyone knows when the trade deadline is in the NFL, right? Uh, 4 p.m. on uh, random yeah. Tuesday? On, uh, well, 4 p.m. Is, is the time. So it should be on 4 p.m. <laughs> if you're a logical commission, you do it at 8.15 p.m., okay? On Thursday, right before the game, because you got to lock in a trade before kickoff. And this all stems back to a trade he proposed to me that I wouldn't accept that he probably sent to everyone. It was Debo Samuel yep. plus Leonard Fournette for Jonathan Taylor. Oh, I didn't want it. You've seen my screenshot about the, about it being 4 p.m. All of a sudden it gets changed to 1 p.m. He gets his <laughs> trade with Papa Partner. Yep, I, I took and, the Debo uh, bait. Yeah, and then there was some collusion too with Kehoe, fellow Woodbrook Lion. Uh, absolutely great guy. People say league villain. And I've been wrong about him. He's a league villain. Denied a trade at 12.41 p.m. He said he needed to sleep on it. Little did I know the trade deadline was 19 minutes away. 
Jeez, the nerve. I mean, just so diabolical. I mean, I couldn't even imagine. Like, what a, what a villain. Just absolute villain. Yeah, that, that's a villain move. I will back up the commissioner here, where there seemed like there was some procrastination on league owners not knowing when the deadline was, and we had 12 weeks to figure it out and mark the calendars. But I do agree that it was just a really random, terrible time to have a deadline. Yeah, I mean, do I wish I had someone other than Aaron Jones and Jonathan Taylor on my team for Week 14? Yes. Um, I tried to get Ramondre or Jonathan Taylor for Kehoe, and also Kenneth Walker didn't work out. I was going to go to Mixon for Gardner, which I think he would have taken because he got Wembley Watch Week 14 at at 1 1 p.m., what can a man do? <laughs> supposed to be working. We're supposed to be working at one piece. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're working then. Everyone knows when the NFL trade deadline is. Everyone knows when a logical deadline is. And then uh, he gets his trade and, and scoots it up, and no one's the wiser. <laughs> I think that's good notes for next year. Yeah, so you'll see Dawson Knox. Uh, he'll be wearing eye black and uh, kneeling before the game in my honor. Okay, Dawson. Good. Good for. Wait, is he is he on your team right now? Yes, um, which is is concerning. But he'll get his two catches, fifteen yards. Hopefully, hope one. one's in the end zone. Hope one's a score. Yeah. Well, I do think that yeah, this uh, this off season, if if league commissioner ever takes any requests, um, I think changing the trade deadline time would be a, a good one and a top priority there. But tough to get through the league office. Yeah, but I do respect Kamish. He never changes the rules. Um, this is how the league should be. So uh, I guess, uh, you know, it's fair. So we are approaching. Go ahead, Ben. Um, yeah, I think you were going there, Jack. But I, I wanted to talk about your week 14 here. So I guess the, the next two weeks, SP, you're sitting at six wins. And. What do you think you need to do over these next two weeks in order to get in? Like, what what do you think you need to score, and what do you think you need to win in terms of number of games? I think I need to win both. I mean, just I, I don't see myself scoring enough points to surpass anyone. My team's not that good. Um, I feel confident about Demo. Um, I just I just like my squad, but without those guys next week. I'm playing a bad Spurly team, but I think I'm in trouble. But, I, yeah, I think I need to win both. What do you guys think? Well, we were we were looking into it when we were doing our, our pre-pod uh, meeting, and there's a chance that seven wins gets you in because you're 60 points down from D-Mal. You're less than that down from Lane. Jack, 15 only, you I could, believe. Okay, so down 15 from Lane, and they play each other week 14. So, you know, there's there's a chance, you know, let's say D-Mel. If you, know, you beat D-Mel this week and Lane loses right. this week and both, all three of you guys are at seven, one of those guys is for sure going to be at seven. And you would just, you, I mean, you need a massive week this week, essentially, with all your guys on buys next week. I need a blow load. I need a blow load. Yep. <laughs> I mean, you need your biggest load of the year. Yeah, and I appreciate the investigative journalism from, from both you guys. I haven't done that deep dive, uh, but I, I do feel great about my squad this week. Another thing is, I'm a, I'm a champ, and you look at the teams that are fighting with me, the seven and six teams, Clay Morrison, perennial bottom feeder, 
Liam Eisenhelder, perennial choke artist, Dylan Mallory, never sniffs pay- playoffs. Uh, Keogh, you know, league villain, he'll, he'll fight his way in, but um, everyone else, I think, is fair game. I mean, I think I mean you can't look past that. I think that's a that's a great point. Sometimes you just have to have you know the it factor at the end of the year, and and uh, you know you got that in the locker room there. What what do those guys have? They got to prove it a little bit. Amen, amen. It's mind blowing to me, SP, that you didn't look ahead to week fourteen at some point, like earlier than whenever you did. Regardless, if you had trades lined up that day, like I offered you a trade for Jonathan Taylor, like. A week ago like it didn't cross your mind to be like oh let me click on jonathan taylor's name and like see when he has a buy so i i thought i was always fighting out of playoffs like okay, I always so you, felt that's on my what, team. okay so I, you thought you were a lock for playoffs essentially is how you got no 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 the opposite i mean oh. I, my team wasn't doing well so i was like i need all the firepower i can get right i'm now. gonna go hardcore okay. and we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens and then i'll make trades so Last week I thought about making trades, but I didn't want to trade during the Heffern Bowl. I, I like I really like my team finally. After mm-hmm. uh, we're forgetting about me just stealing candy from Phil Spurley, he trades me Zeke for free. For <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> Are that you was, kidding me? That was wild. <laughs> like, I had such a bad draft, and then I just get a, a bow ribbon RB two. Who who so, who offered that trade? Phil did. Interesting. Insta accept. Oh, Insta accept. Uh, which, like, Tony, people, I mean, he could have gone off, I guess. But. Yeah, he's just been hurt, but still. I mean, you, you got to take that. Zeke, when he plays, I mean, he's damn near always going to get a touchdown, at least. Yeah, Even though yeah, I, I love Tony way. Pollard and think he's way better, but Jerry Jones thinks otherwise. Yeah. Amen. Amen, and that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. I think what it boils down to, SP, for you in the playoffs right now, is you have a chance if you score big and win this week. Like, I don't even think you necessarily need eight wins. I just think you need like a 120 week of this week. I think that's that's what's going to matter the most. Hell yeah. Well, uh, Dawson Knox, zero burger, five minutes in. <laughs> but he's a second half guy. He always has been. Yeah. He, did, yeah. he took the okay. kneel though for you. So I think there will be some good juju going your way. Yeah, he yeah he has zero targets too. Moving well, on to any predictions for the 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 playoffs here. Um, we obviously know Sam is locked up Wemby or Wemby is locked up Bumper, um, but first place Ben's kind of the favorite right now. He's got like a. 50-point cushion and 9-3. and three. Um, Any other predictions you think he'll lock up first place, or what do you think? I, I think he'll lock it up. Uh, people aren't talking about some investigative journalism for you guys. Week 14 for him, he has a lot of buys, um, but he's also playing Wembley Watch. So that will save him. He'll advance. I'm not sure who Carl. Let's see. Carl, Carl is bottom feeders, too. Um, yeah, he does. Ben has the, the point differential, so I, I think he'll take it over. And the buy is just so clutch. You get one, one round f- further, it changes everything. Yeah, no, I uh, I do agree. I unfortunately try. I'm trying to make a big push myself here. I don't think. I think chances are, are slim. I need to go two and zero and outscore Ben by fifty plus and have him lose one game. 
maybe week 14, but you said he has Wemby that week? Yeah. Yeah, so that's a win. So I, I need – Ben, who do you play this week? Kehoe? Uh, I play Kehoe, yeah. It's, All right. It's, it's, let's, it should be a close one, I think. Let's go League Villain. So I kind of need League Villain this week. Sorry, partner, but I want that buy. But okay, uh, I, I do think you'll you'll get it. Um, yeah, that would be my prediction as well. So good for you, Ben. Happy for you, man. Yeah, I think I think if I were a betting man, I'd actually take Carl. I think Carl still has the better team, can catch up points, but I'm just happy to be a lock for playoffs. At the end of the day, that's all. That's all we all want is just just a chance get in there and give yourself a chance. Yep, because it's a wonky game we play. You just want a chance at, at uh, making that run. Hell yeah! Hey, uh, um. Back to playoffs, uh, I talked about me. So who do you guys think are going to be the last playoff teams in? Or I guess who's out's easier? Um, see, you're in a tough position with Clay because Clay plays Wemby and he's got a significant point yeah, difference on you. And the other seven and five teams even. Um, but how, how cool is he? How cool is he? L4. Yeah, I yeah, mean, the power rankings will reflect that. Uh, or did, I guess, because we're going to record the pod and place that before this. But um, ice cold right now. I mean, it's uh, past demons are coming out of Brotherman. Yeah, I think, touch on SP, touch on Clay's team. What Do you do you think he's got a, a playoff chance, or even if he makes it, like he's going to make any noise there? Yes, I mean, dude, he has a great team. I think Lockett's super underrated. Um Pierce has, has been cold as of late. Murray's not that sexy. The Fournette White thing's tough. But yes, I, I think this I think his team I mean anyone can win it all if you make playoffs. I, he doesn't have a top tier team, but his team's better than mine. But you're also in L four. It's really easy to be L five if you're L four was one more loss at, at at that rate. So I think that's what's gonna happen. Dude, if if he would lose to Wemby in a must win game, I mean that would be devastating to brother man and then then the playoff race is wide open um do, do, you, do you think Wimby will only get one win this whole year i think he'll get one more then it's either brother man or or partner like with a lot of i mean i don't know his team is just not let me, great let me look at Wimby's team to see if he has a chance but i mean lately he's, he's still throwing out throwing out garbage so i i don't see Wimby getting another win I think he, he's, he's he's sticking out one. You know, no, his team's actually not looking that bad. Pacheco, Zay if, Jones, if he gets, healthy. Yeah, if he gets Najee, and then if he gets Darren Waller back from IR next week, and if Damian Harris plays, uh-oh. Uh-oh. He puts I mean, up. Look, yeah. Let me look at who I got out week 14. But... I don't, is that even? That's not even relevant. Like, if he gets two wins, who cares? He's still bumper. No. All I'm saying, he's going to get one more win. Your team is not going to lose to his. So he has to lose this week. So that means it's this week. I'm, yeah, I mean, for reference, I'm 22-point favorite against him week 14, and that's with me not having a running back slotted in. So, like, it would still be a big upset if he beats me week 14. Hey, it's week 14, though, man. Crazy things happen in week 14. <laughs> fair, fair. Okay, but yeah, I think Clay's in. Going back, 
came back on topic here to playoffs. I think Clay's in, um, and I think SP's out. I think the only chance SP has is if he if he crushes it for 120 this week, and Dawson Knox being zero for zero right now, I'm ruling that out. I think SP's out. I think he made a huge blunder not trading some of his guys earlier. Um, that's just that's how I'm predicting it. If it's not SP, if SP's in, then it's and you think Brotherman's in. Yeah, it comes down to Reggie and Tallahassee. So, do you think that loser of that game next week is could be out? Yeah, who do who do they play again this week, Jack? I think uh, both of them or Tallahassee. I remember has a good matchup. Tallahassee oh, yeah, plays Reggie... uh, the trademark Anoles. Yeah, and uh... I think it would, I think it would be. <laughs> I think it would be Demal. I think if, if anyone were to miss and it's not SP, it would it would be Demal because because of Cup because of Cup being down and like Justin Fields, who knows if they're going to run him as much even when he comes back this week. So and McCaffrey's banged up, right? So I think I would I would I could I could see a scenario where SP and Demal both end at seven wins even, but SP catches him with points. Or Dmail drops the last two, I think, is, is a real possibility. He's going to cry when he hears this. <laughs> he's been, a, oh, he's this been quieter until, this week. Until Sunday. He's been quiet this week. I'm sure usually weeks after wins, I get a bunch of random tweets from, of his players and all that. But this week's been <laughs> awfully quiet. It's a little tense over there in Ladue HQ. So is that is that what you're slotting, SP? That you, you beat out Dylan finishes finishes eight and you finish seven. Well, um, I think I'm gonna win this week, lose next week. So I I don't know where that puts me, uh, but I could see Brother Man losing both. So I, I think there's a seventy five percent chance that Brother Man loses both, <laughs> and then fifty fifty that I outscore Bill. So in those scenarios, I make playoffs. Yeah, you, you guys are gonna be confident after your investigative journalism. We'll uh, we'll do a little more investigative work here before we record the real deal, and uh, we'll we'll plot that out for you. All right, yeah, just keep on crunching those numbers. <laughs> uh, any closing remarks or anything, SP? Uh, no, I think I've been long-winded. It's it's been stated, uh, TradeGate, uh, Kamish, that's that's bad karma for your playoff chances, um, and. Uh, We'll see everyone in playoffs. All right, SP. I hope to see you there, SP. I hope, I hope you're, you're there with us, dude. <laughs> that would be awesome. Your, your pleasure to have in the league. You're great, you know, a great uh, staple foundation. Um, if there's anything you're looking forward to next year as far as change-wise, um, is there something that you want to put on the ballot other than the trade gate? I, I mean, I love auction draft, but it seems okay. like we can't get steam for that. It's, it's the best way to... It, you get the most out of drafting, doing it that way. So, so do you have experience that, doing it? Have you? I assume you've done some auction drafts then. Yeah, yeah. So I, I switched it over in uh, my practice, and we've done it three years straight. And no one's wanted to go back. Mm. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm only hesitant because I've never done it, and I. But I mean, sometimes you just got to make the make the leap and do it. But I, I yeah, do open. Our, our league is is so high end, and everyone's so good at fantasy football. It's just natural that it be it's an auction draft. That's that's what elite fantasy football leagues do. 
I would like the idea of like doing draft prep and like being like, hey, I can get any of these guys that I want. And then like thinking about it, I'm like, hey, these seven players, like they're already off the board. Because yes, yeah. where I'm where I'm drafting. Exactly. Yeah. You you can do whatever you want, I and mean, there'll just be consequences for your your upfront moves. What yeah. was your biggest regret this season? Oh man, um, uh, I'll, be, I'll do them quick. I drafting at two Falcons in my top seven <laughs> picks that are, are pass catchers. I mean, that's a whole fame blunder. Um, <laughs> Drafting, going Rodgers and Brady, thinking one of them would work out. Um, not trading CEH when he had some good games and thinking that he was like legit and just like, I think he had like a kidney stone or something last year and that's what was slowing him down or like a liver problem, something weird. Um, yeah, <laughs> I felt like you could have traded Clyde and Mostert. Yeah, and Mostert. Early, <laughs> Dude, you could have packaged I've those so for something good. And we haven't gotten to the trade deadline yet. So, uh, and then and going going to in the Heffern Bowl. This it's been a humiliating, humiliating year. Um, little uh, post uh, wedding nap, I guess. Yeah, uh, I don't think you need to file for bankruptcy. I think you can just restructure a little bit and, and figure it out for next year. But playing mistakes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Kyle Pitts. The Kyle Pitts draft, looking back, is probably what tanked your team. Yeah. And I actually, I like my team now other than tight end, but it just took too long to get to this point. Yep, that's fair. Um, SP, for a while, for a little bit, I thought I totally ripped you off in our trade. Um, the Eckler and Thielen, which I don't know why I didn't take Garrett Wilson. That was just retarded from me. But um, for JT and Olave, but now that JT's like kind of back and Olave's solid, like I feel like that actually ended up pretty even. Yeah, I mean, you're you're a fair trade partner. Uh, you know, our trades always work out for both parties. Win win. Um, I mean, JT's played really well. Week fourteen, him being on by hurts me. Um, and then Olave was really what made me do the trade. I needed a wide receiver. He hasn't done as good as I thought, but he's he's a legit wide receiver too. So yeah, it was it was a fair trade. And Eckler's kind of come back down to earth. He's still top five at running back, but he's not thirty points a game. Yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely leveled off. But uh, yeah, no, that was uh, I, I hated getting rid of Olave. He get he's always projected to do so well, and then like once every three weeks he'll actually go off. But no, that was uh, that was a big trade earlier in the year that ended up being pretty even, I think. Yeah, right, yeah, and I guess well, um, I'm gonna do final words, but unless you have another question for me, no, go ahead. Sorry. Well, it's in the question. <laughs> go ahead. Go Ask the question, man. That's a question. No, yeah. no, no question. No questions, Your Honor. Proceed. Okay. I think Papa Partner is the best team and is going to win it all. It's overdue for his championship. So I'm, I'm rooting for Papa Partner. I think he has the best team. I think he's going to win it. LLC, let's go. Love to hear that. Yeah, man. Thanks, partner. I, I, I think Carl and and Jack have the best squads. I don't. I, I don't see. Uh, I don't see that even really being a debate. But hey, this. This is this wonky game about, we play. It's wonky game we play. <laughs> so who's going to show playoffs? I don't know. And I think the buy obviously helps tremendously. I think Jack still has a chance for it too. Yeah, but I need my, some things my, uh, to go my way, but I've got a. Ch- I've got Jack, a I'll pick you too for my championship prediction, just because you know you 
you've been through hell and back, dude. It's just, it's just glad. I'm glad to see you on the other side. <laughs> we made it. Yeah. We made it. You, paid, you <laughs> paid the price for not putting those bumper stickers on your car the right way, for taping them. Yeah. You paid the price for that for, for years. For I got cheating, a four-year suspension from that shit, man. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, but that's all right. We're back. All right, SP. Well, it was a pleasure, brother. Good luck uh, this week, and uh, we'll see you in the playoffs. Likewise. Thanks for having me, partners. Okay. Adios. All right. See ya.